Want to learn how you can attract the best volunteers for your organization? Listen to this episode of Fundraising Secrets and find out how. I'm Maya McNulty, and this is the Fundraising Secrets Podcast, made for Funpreneurs. Funpreneurs is a heart-centered leader. Funpreneurs take no BS and make no apologies for serving the public. Funpreneurs unite and thrive knowing that together we will prevail. Funpreneurs will fight for the cause, raise awareness, and serve with humility. Funpreneurs are resourceful, compassionate, and philanthropy is our middle name. Funpreneurs deploy the organization's task with honor and champions the mission. Funpreneurs enrich lives and put ethics before conversions. Funpreneurs define strength in numbers, believe in the cause, create the future, build fundraising empires, impact the world. Funpreneurs are driven and inspired knowing that we are making fundraising fun. I'm a funpreneur. Volunteers, without a doubt, are the most valuable resources to a nonprofit. Volunteers are the lifeblood. They're the backbone. They're the people that really want to champion the mission. Did you know that recently studies estimated that about 100 million people volunteer each year with an annual revenue of ranging to $150 billion. So volunteers are helping organizations. Now there's about 9,000 nonprofits. Not all of them are going to survive. You know why? Nonprofits are all competing for the same thing that you are, the dollars. They're also competing for the volunteers. And with over 7 million people in the world, we can run out of people um, and money and opportunities. But if you have the right volunteers, the volunteers that really love what your organization's about, they have a connection, they feel the warmth, they empathize with what you're looking to do. Volunteers can help your nonprofit. They can save money. They can build better support systems. They can be beneficiaries of your company. Um, You can increase the contact with the greater community, and they can bring lots of expertise um, that you might not have in-house and teach you something as well. Not, you know, it's a give and take with the volunteers and the organization. The organization should have guidelines so that they could have clear outcomes uh, for what they want to accomplish with their mission and their goals and their fundraising. But Volunteers as well, they bring a lot of expertise and they can also teach nonprofits a whole new game, a whole new way of doing fundraising, a whole new way of communicating, a whole new way of bringing events, uh, a whole new way of raising money. Before an organization takes on a volunteer, though, they have to get their their in-house operations in order, um, know exactly what they want to accomplish between the board members, stakeholders, the honorary chair members, the staff, depending on how big the organization is and what what is it that they want to do? What does it mean to have a clear outcome of, ex- of exactly what you want to do? So do you want to put an event together, a walk together? You know, right now we're working on this fashion show called uh, off the mask for NAMI, which is the National Association of Mental Illness. And we're raising awareness and breaking the stigma and silencing that noise of you're not, you're not enough, right? Um, we're going to break that stigma because you are good enough. You are enough and you are loved. And we're doing this fashion show called off the mask where the models are going to have masks and they're going to come out of, you know, being afraid and uh, silent about their story. And by the end of the fundraiser, when the art exhibit, we're going to be able to take that mask off, shatter that mask and show the light 
right? That's kind of cool. But in a volunteer organization, when you're seeking these volunteers, you have to have the people that are on board that believe and want to champion your mission or they're not going to get it. A lot of times, um, businesses and organizations, they just volunteer because they makes their company look good. But really, you need to connect to the values of, of what your organization is doing. So volunteers, you, you have to give them a job description. This step is very important. Uh, and it, it depends on if you're creating an event as well to my outside company with fundraising secrets. I go into organizations and I help organizations find better ways to fundraise and give them systems and processes that work. Um, and I've been told like I, they actually feel like they won the lottery when they, they work with me. Um, and I just, um, feel so blessed because I'm just able to serve. So it's a really great thing, but having a job description so you can have clear outcomes and everybody knows what their roles are and also the skill sets so that you can really put volunteers where they need to be. So for example, if someone's really good at graphic designs, then you should put them in that skill set. If somebody's really good at communication, maybe reaching out to donors is that skill set. Maybe someone's a rock star fundraiser, then put them in that, you know, whatever their sweet spot is, put them into that area, that role. And not only will that role be crucial to them, but it will increase job satisfaction and their volunteerism. They're going to want to continue to volunteer. They're going to want to tell their friends, their family. They're going to want to year after year continue to volunteer with your organization. So, yeah, if you want to recruit and attract the best volunteers, have a clear outcome. Also have an onboarding process. So when I know in companies uh, like mine especially, we have an onboarding process. So we have guidelines and rules and mechanisms uh, that we do with new uh people that we hire. So for volunteers with new volunteers, you should have that same requirement, the knowledge. Um, they should have, you know, a certain knowledge that needs to be of your organization. Do they know what they're doing? Is their organization, um, aligned with, with their passion? Uh, um, things of that nature, their skill sets, their behavior, um, just to become effective members of your organization when you're onboarding them. So it's really important to have that interview process when you're even doing all that recruiting. There are multiple methods that you can use while you're recruiting a volunteer. Not every method will be sustainable uh, for or suitable for a nonprofit, but this step, you know, when you, when you know what you want, your clear outcome, it becomes really a lot easier. So when you know who you need for the job is really important when you're recruiting what they'll be doing and how long and how much of it will they be doing it for. So when you have those clear outcomes, you're able to bring your target in a little closer and nail those goals. You hit them 100% of the time. In addition, it takes away all of the, um, accounting of how many volunteers need to be where they need to be because maybe you have six volunteers but you only have enough work for one if your organization is small so considering the size and the amount but if you're doing a walk or a big fundraiser you might need more people uh, but keeping that in mind is really important how many volunteers you need when you're recruiting that'll help you to recruit the best person Depending on your mission and your field of work, you might also attract volunteers in different demographics, such as baby boomers or millennials. Millennials. Um, I always had a hard time saying that word, millennials, um, and knowing exactly where their skill sets are. What's cool about millennials, though, is that how they're really tech-savvy and online and stuff, whereas a lot of nonprofits don't really have that tech-savviness. So having an attractive character for them to come in and help them with that. That's really good. Deciding who you want to promote in that role, the online 
portal roles, if you will. Right now we're setting up a fundraising page for uh, our Off the Mask Fashion Show. And so the organization NAMI didn't have the in-house skill set to do that. My company, Up the Biz, does. So we were able to create that for them, and it made it really easy. Uh, when you're getting volunteers, be fair to all of them and be social with them uh, so that they're engaged and they don't feel like they're not making an impact, uh, make them, you know, take them along the ride with you and empower them as they go. Decide how long you'll need the volunteer for. So if you say, okay, this is the timeline, the time frame, we work with a timeline because I think that's just the Bible of any organization when you're running events. And it tells everybody exactly what the next step is and the key, um, deadlines that we have to hit and hit them out of the park. So we're calling our shots and we know exactly where we're going. So that helps us to make having clear outcomes and we're able to have superstars because they're all wanting to champion the mission and get the job done. So yeah, when you're recruiting, make sure that you are communicating and you're communicating uh, what your needs are and then also maybe some of the needs of the volunteer. Another place that you can attract and find the best uh, volunteers for your organization is using social platforms, uh, being out there and doing a lot of Facebook lives or podcasting, getting that information out there on YouTube, Instagram, Instagram stories, things like that. Uh, but honestly, volunteers too, if you tell your uh, clients, the, they might tell their friends and family and relatives. If there's an alum in the program, um, like Make-A-Wish, for example, does this. And um, if there's an alum in the program, maybe they can recommend someone. In your organizations, there's lots of neighborhood communities, and being part of a neighborhood community is a great way to get and find volunteers. You can start at your schools, maybe in the elementary school with, like, the PTOs and the PTAs, and then in colleges they have the student unions where you can go and find people um, to help champion your mission. Individuals who have been affected by the problem that you're attempting to solve, those are always the best volunteers to recruit because they have an interest in exactly what you're doing and they want to solve the problem. They're passionate about it. So you can definitely find some volunteers at businesses, schools and universities, some clubs, and even in your community, if you look out, you know, reach out. You can reach out on social platforms or even professional clubs, uh, camps and sororities, fraternities, um, membership groups, like there's BNI, which is a, a business networking uh, group. Um, there's lots of places, uh, women organizations that are really looking to um, do more in-house and volunteer. So just reaching out to your community and community groups, that might help you build a massive influx of volunteers, but not only just volunteers, but rock stars, like the best volunteers. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Fundraising Secrets. I'm glad I could share with you a few ways that you can attract the best volunteers for your organization. If you like this content, go ahead and share it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate us, send this message out, uh, like the uh, podcast, share it, and um, tell your friends. Leave us a comment, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and have a great one. I'm Maya McNulty, Fundraising Secrets. Want more great content? Head on over to our Facebook page, Fundraising Secrets. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you for sharing this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Making Fundraising Fun Again. This is the podcast, Fundraising Secrets, and I'm Maya McNulty.